Welcome back, everybody. I'm Zach, and this is part two of the Pokemon, our first part of the Pokemon 25th anniversary celebration. With starting out with the red and blue, or the, the, more generally, the Kanto region. The originals. So, if you remember in our first episode, we talked a lot about um, Pokemon games, how they started, the remakes, Yellow, Let's Go, uh, and the influences they had, and even now, even our current titles like Sword and Shield, uh, Sun and Moon. We we solved the big mystery of who the best Pokemon was, and that was Charizard. So we got everything taken care of. And out we'll of the get way. more on that too in just a second. <laughs> I'm still I'm still fighting you on that Magikarp, dude. Magikarp. My Charizard and your Magikarp, there's no, you, you don't stand a chance, man. You remember Joey? I do. Little trainer Joey? Yeah. Yeah, shorts. Talking yeah. about shorts, all, wearing shorts all the time. Uh, I remember Joey. That rat attack. Uh, he ain't got nothing on me. Hyper Fang is deadly. Not against my Fire Fang, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but rat attack. Uh, Charizard. All right, so... Uh, Today I wanted I wanted to talk more about the anime and more specifically a little more about Team Rocket. Uh, Team Rocket got its debut in Red and Blue. Very big uh, enemy antagonist group stealing Pokemon, uh, even to the point of creating their own, creating their own Pokemon, trying to make the strongest Pokemon in the world. So uh, that Charizard sounds a little more sounding a little puny right now. I, I'm not so sure because if you go back and watch Pokemon Origins, that battle between Red's Charizard, of course, and then Mega Evolved, Mega Evolved underwater into Mega Charizard X and stood toe-to-toe with Mewtwo. Yeah, but... And that you... was a really good battle. And that wasn't even on, like, the main line Pokemon anime. That was, like, its own thing. And Yeah, it was. But to be fair... Pokemon Origins, it was, they're kind of, uh, the animators are kind of playing with how players went about, went about playing the games. No. A majority of the, majority of the players chose Charmander, yes. Majority of the players who didn't understand a gosh darn thing of what's going on, just going out and they all we knew was battle, catch, and going on about our daily, daily lives. I'm pretty sure in the same boat as me, and I want to say over 80% of the players, Charmander was the only Pokemon you used over ninety percent of the time. Yeah. You caught, yeah, you, we caught the little Pidgey on the first route. Uh, you may have caught either Growlithe or Vulpix, maybe a Meowth. Well, probably not Meowth. I, I wouldn't say, say Meowth. No. I mean, I, of course, there were some people who did. If you're lucky, you caught an Abra. Yeah. Without it running. Okay. Yeah, that's great. But majority of the time, uh, the only Pokemon you powered up was that Charmander or your starter. Yep. And everything else was just... Well, it was there. Either left in the PC or leveled up just enough to get you, you know, the next gym badge. Yeah. Okay, let's just say that. So that's how, I mean, you can, I mean, that's really how I can justify in Pokemon Origins red beating blue with Charizard against the Blastoise is just because you powered up that Pokemon the most. Yeah. I feel like Pokemon Origins, it's completely, not kind of different of what you're saying. I feel like it was more of like, Red story. It was like a story, uh, except it was I get not from Red's point Retailing of view. Retelling the but, player's experience. Yeah, but with Red, kind of when he was younger, you know, he he wanted he had his his goal was to catch them all, and uh, over the years, um, of course, going back to the original games, after you beat it, 
And then, of course, you have Gold and Silver that come out. And of course, you have the uh, the remakes of uh, Gold and Silver. Um, you get to see Red again, but he's mute. He doesn't talk. Yeah, um, yeah that's you're, that's that's the thing with RPGs. Most of the time, like Final, well, not Final Fantasy. Let's say, let's say Dragon Quest. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll say let's say Dragon Quest. Your main character isn't known for talking. Mm-hmm. You either have like three dots that I guess that's you talking, and you the like the, the the character you're talking to, like the sailor on the SSN, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the captain on the SSN. Excuse me, he gives you the HM for cut. Uh, they just understand what you're saying. I feel like that Origins. was. I feel like that was more of like red story, you know, because it is because Origins really is personifying those three dots. I, yeah, um, there was a thing going around a while back. I, of course, I've seen a, uh, a good amount of videos on it. I'm going to say it was in Pokemon Masters, actually. Uh, it was confirmed that the reason Red doesn't talk to his Pokemon, like, you know, everyone else would, was because apparently him and his Pokemon are so much in sync, his Pokemon know what he's thinking. And yeah. that's pretty cool. After, if you remember, or if you remember in Origins, that's after Red finally snaps to reality and realizes it's not just about going out, throwing your Pokemon out there, and yelling a command. It's more yep. about being in sync with your Pokemon. Yep. Red realizes that later on in the game. Of course, you do have the instances where you, where your character says, "Go, go Onyx or go Charizard yep. or good job," that sort of thing. I feel I, a lot of people may prefer blue or whoever. I honestly, for me, I feel like red. Other than Ash in the main uh, line Pokemon anime, uh, red is one of my favorite anime and game characters. He has the most. They gave him the most uh, drastic character development. Yeah, you know, because um, there's been so many theories going around. I know one in particular was him being Ash's dad. That would have been that would have been that would be a really cool aspect, but unfortunately, about. that's like ninety nine percent. You don't even unlikely. see your own father in the games until yeah. Ruby and Sapphire. Um, but and then another was the reason he went mute and just stopped talking before that in Pokemon Masters it was confirmed that you know him being in sync with his Pokemon was because if you've seen Origins, um, his the throughout the whole I think I only had like a season like it wasn't too long. But throughout the whole show, he is going around trying to capture every Pokemon in Kanto. But, of course, he finds out that there's Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, and there's more yeah. Pokemon that he hasn't caught. And he, a lot of people thought he went crazy, which is not true. Um, well, at the end of, at the, even at the end of Origins, though, in, in Generations, you didn't see that personification. Yeah, you didn't know. It ended um, up, I mean, it started off with the ending of Origins with Blue fighting Red. Like, whoa, whoa, look who's yep. to show up. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, but in Generations, you didn't get that personification. You see Red catching Pikachu and then going through each region. Yeah. Kind of like the way we wish Ash would have done. Yeah. I guess, sort of. But besides that, we don't really understand why Red's mute. Um, Like I said, I, fe- I feel like that's the reason. Like, Because um, I haven't played Masters. I Learning tried, so but I don't know. I-, I might get back to it at some point. But I did see that, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, at, at the end of yes, yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of Origins, uh, Red catches Mewtwo, mm-hmm. uh, Mega Evolving Charizard, which we didn't get Mega Evolution until X and Y in the Kalos region. Yeah, uh, he catches Mewtwo, and it still and his Pokedex still shows there's more Pokemon to be seen, yep. and you see Mew fly by. Yeah. So, uh, Mew, 
known it's known to be the ancestor of all Pokemon, and Mewtwo, Mewtwo's the clone of Mew. Yep. So, uh, Team Rocket, Team Rocket somehow finds Mew's DNA, messes around with it, and it decides to create the strongest Pokemon in the world. Yeah. Thus, we get the birth of Mewtwo. And Mewtwo is nothing is not a joke. He, I love Mewtwo. He he's very powerful. He's a really good uh, Pokemon to have on your team. But he's born with a rage. He is born with a he rage. He sees all the humans uh, celebrating science and the creating of life, like artificial creation of life. Yeah. And Mewtwo's like, these guys are just using Pokemon for tools and toys. Me, to my personal opinion, I feel like if Mewtwo was the only Pokemon that humanity created, I feel like that would make him even more special. But, um... Unfortunately, there was a Go- Golem or Golurk, um, and a couple other Pokemon that were made by uh, humanity, and it just it kind of took that awe away from it. You know, they're trying to retell. It's more so trying to retell Mewtwo or trying to trying to copy that that story, that aspect of humanity yeah. creating Pokemon. And it, I don't know. I feel like if it was just Mewtwo that humanity created, it would make Mewtwo that much more. Um, interesting that much more powerful and rare but it but still makes sense it though. still makes sense yeah it still makes sense to have more people trying to create pokemon i guess they heard i guess people in other regions heard of this this group uh which let's and let's also not forget that mr fuji yep from lavender town he he plays a big part and helping Team Rocket, I guess I didn't know it was Team Rocket at the time. Uh, I'm not too sure. It was just a bunch of scientists coming together to create life. Yeah. But um, that's beside the point. I guess people, you, you could see, I can see where uh, characters in other regions heard about this group creating a, creating a Pokemon, and they decide, well, maybe I can do it better and bring life into my own hands. Yeah. Of course, uh, it's never really explained why other people... The, I, my, I mean, I, my guess is that they want to create Pokemon... But um, you just can't you just can't copy Mewtwo. That and you can't mess with Mother Nature like you that. You can't you can't do it. Not especially Mewtwo. Mewtwo's like you said, he was born with the rage, and the only one who got through to him was Ash. Ash and Mew. Well, yeah, Ash. He realized Mewtwo think Mewtwo thought, and and if you remember back in the first movie, thought humans were just there to control Pokemon as tools. As just something to battle with or something yeah. to use, but then he saw that partnership between Ash. And P- Ash isn't you doesn't use Pikachu as a tool per se. He's his partner. For as a- his partner and Pikachu, of course. I mean, of course, over time is just they're just best friends. They love to battle. Yeah, they love to battle. But it's, um, it's a bigger passion. It's That's a passion that both of them share. Um, and they were the ones that got through to Mew too. And then when Ash got turned to stone. Mewtwo sees a sacrifice yeah, he's Mewtwo, willing yeah, to make. To make four Pokemon. Like, yeah, to to to, to uh, conceal the purity and the greatness that Pokemon is. Yep. So Mewtwo's thinking, okay, well, okay, okay humans maybe... Some humans yeah. might not be so bad. It's, it, he's not, he's, he's blaming a whole for a part. Yeah, one, one bad person does not mean everyone else is bad. That just means that one person is... Not so good. Let's admit it though, Team Rock is pretty bad. Oh yeah. Giovanni gets some light in the in the anime in the first few anime movies with uh 
Mewtwo Strikes Back and Mewtwo Returns. Yeah. Uh, it's apparent. In the first movie, Giovanni tries to limit Mewtwo's power by putting this armor on him. Yeah. And all these these wires and cables, and Mewtwo's like, you can't contain me. Yeah, he, he did not like humanity that. is? I don't want any part of this. He, yeah. he didn't see life outside of that containment. For a while, that's all he saw was, that was humanity to him, taking control of him, trying to use him for a purpose, and he just, he wasn't having any of it. So, after that, Mewtwo flies away with all the Pokemon, and I guess, I guess in the games... Uh, his place of solitude was a cerulean cave. Yeah. In the anime, they kind of dwell. It's funny in Pokemon Journeys, uh, they uh, Ash and Go go to meet Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. That Actually, was a good. Think, that was a really good episode. It's funny because they thought they were getting uh, getting tracking of Mew, which is Go's ultimate dream to catch Mew. Yeah. But it's Mewtwo. Mewtwo has the is sporting the Mew, uh, the DNA of Mew. Yep. So. They they have the original voice actor for Mewtwo in that episode, and obviously Mewtwo remembers Ash, and it looks like Ash is getting like a little memory flashback too. Yeah, and it's that's that cynic Mewtwo's cynical personality still stands there too, because he's asking these two, "Why are you here? What do you want with these Pokemon?" Yep, and they have to prove themselves to him, and they try to battle him. Obviously, they get their butts handed to them because yeah. Mewtwo is the strongest Pokemon in the world. But they do put up a pretty good fight. Yeah, could they have gone about it a little bit better? Oh, yeah. Could have used different time matchups. True. I mean, um, seriously. I know, for me, when I played uh, the Gold and the Silver remakes, mine was uh, Heart Gold. I love Heart Gold. Played a little bit of Soul Silver as well. But I went when I went to catch Mewtwo, it, it was not easy. Like, it was pretty difficult. I mean, if you didn't have, like, a Master Ball to just get it done like that, you were using Ultra Balls, yeah. whatever. And for me, I, he would use up all those all his moves and just use Struggle. And then I he, hated he, I that. hated that because it's like, well, you know, I'm trying to catch you over and over and over, and it just won't work. So finally, when it, get, when it goes on the Pokeball and it goes to three and it clicks – that big sigh of relief that I finally I caught Mewtwo, it's over. It was a good feeling. Now, could you imagine if Go threw a Pokeball at Mewtwo? I, I'll, I'm pretty sure if if in the event Go catches Mewtwo, there's going to be a, a, a an uproar. A lot of people are not going to yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. A lot of people didn't take kindly to him t- to, to uh, him catching Suicune, let alone Mewtwo. Yeah, because everybody, every, all these Pokemon, we wanted Ash to catch. Like, yeah. We wanted Ash to catch a, catch a, a legendary like Lugia or Mewtwo yeah. or. But he just never did. He's right now. He's been catching a good couple of Gen One Pokemon: Dragonite, Gengar. Yeah, I noticed that. And if you also notice, uh, Dragonite uh, was part of the, well, really the evolutionary line was part of that band episode when Ash went to the uh, they went to the Safari Zone. Yeah. That's where Ash catches all 30 Tauros. Obviously, in America, we didn't understand. All we know is one episode, we have Ash. Another episode, Ash has 30 Tauros. Where the heck did they come from? It's a yeah. banned episode that never got released in America. It was only released in Japan, but still banned because it had it showed them pointing guns. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because... Characters. Even Team Rocket had guns. There was uh, another episode... like. I, Way back when, I never thought it was possible for a Pokemon episode to get banned because they're just so, I guess, uh, kid-friendly. 
Um, but Pokemon's not as kid friendly as you think. Oh no, no. Have but, you read some of the Pokedex entries? Oh yeah, they're they're maniacal. But when we, of course, when you're younger, it's you know you know it, uh, mostly it's kid stuff that, especially like I said, when you're a kid, a lot of stuff goes over your head. So you don't understand half the stuff you're hearing or what you're watching. You just you just know it's there. you just know it's there. You you see this big bad Gengar and you're like, oh cool, it's a Pokemon. Yeah. So when I well, of course, when I got older and I heard about. Um, like with the Lavender Town, um, if the music and you know, like uh, making kids uh, or you know, young uh, young people like do all like commit suicide and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And then the Safari episode where the guy was holding a gun and pointing it at me, I was like, they have stuff like that. And I, you know, just never thought that was possible. Honestly, that that would be the least of my worries. The the one. Uh, let's the Porygon episode that released in Japan, yeah. but it got took off air real quick because a bunch of Japanese children with epilepsy or either had epilepsy or got epilepsy from yep. watching flashing yellow and yellow and red lights. Yeah, that was crazy. I and didn't you know. see much of Porygon again either, too. From nah, that. he probably uh, had a one shot deal. A lot of people were just like, "Nope, you you blew it." I'd have to look back on that. Uh, Jinx got the Jinx episode. Episode got banned. Jinx still came back in the an- in the anime. Oh yeah. Uh, thing is with that, it was more of a racial. That was more of a racial controversy because back then, Jinx was this was a personified Pokemon as a woman. Yeah. And Jinx got an overhaul in, in her design. Oh yeah. So it used to be a black Pokemon. I, you can see where this is going. I don't oh, want to yeah. dwell on it too much, but Jinx is now purple. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do that to begin with. This is the 1990s. There's a lot of things that they've done that they've had to go back and do over. And when I see this, I'm like, where did y'all get this to begin with? Y'all had to have known something could cause some some type of backlash. Yeah, but then again, this this is Japan, and this is the early days of Pokemon. They're still coming out with new ideas and, I guess, how to tell the story. Yeah. To be honest, that Chitini episode is the least of our worries. Let's be real. However, um, Ash never really Ash's story never really followed the game line too closely. It do, he doesn't. It mirrors it sometimes, but for the most part, he's doing his own thing. Well, most of the really only times it really mirrors it is just with some of the characters in the games. Yeah, Ash is referenced in the games, even to the point where we got a. Uh, if you play the demo for Sun and Moon, you got Ash Greninja, but that's that's still beside the point. Uh, yeah, I did. There are some. Aspects like I know in I believe Ultra Sun Ultra Moon when you go to fight the ghost type Island Kahuna um you, when you have when you go in that little isolated room and you're using the camera to look around and you know I, I believe Pokemon would pop out or, or something trying to find Mimikyu yeah well if you're looking around at the, at the wall in the pictures there is a blurred image of a Pikachu on what looked like uh, a boy on, had a very Ash Ketchum type uh, X and Y uh, style. But like I said, it's blurred. You, you can't really see it, but you can make out what it is. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like the little references here and there. And to uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here for Red and Blue uh, for the Pokemon 25th anniversary celebration. And to, just to fill you in, just to give you a little teaser of what's coming... We're going to dwell more on Team Rocket in Generation 2 when we talk about Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver. Team Rocket is still around, and Giovanni has a little more... There's a little more to Giovanni than they 
really give us. It's a really interesting story. I remember playing it for the first time and I had so many questions and I had to go back and try to find out what happened before because at the time I didn't play the originals. So I come to find out it was a part two of a story. Yeah, because if if you remember, and jo- the Johto region is right next door to the Kanto region. Yeah. Once you beat the game of Red and Blue, uh, after the Vermilion Gym, which uh, is Giovanni's gym leader, you're fighting him the entire time. Team Rocket disbands, mm-hmm. but in Gold and Silver, Team Rocket's still in the background. Yep. But we're going to talk a whole lot more about that and more in the next episode. So thank you so much for listening to Jubilife Hype. I'm Zach with my good buddy. I'm Greg. And once again, thank you, Aaron McMillan, my good online buddy, for our awesome logo. We hope to see you guys in the next episode.